Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Saturday morning. Sex Panther, what's going on? Oh, it's another NFL Sunday, but we, we could maybe get to throw a few other sports in here a little bit today. We're going to have some little chit-chat, if you will. We're, we're missing our third degenerate, Phil. Doesn't have his priorities straight. Apparently, work and overtime and whatever he's doing, uh, he's he's not going to join us today. So just going to be Arch and I. That's right. Uh, no, Phil. I did reach out to Rory to see if he'd do it, but his wife said no. So uh, tough luck there, Rory. Sorry, man. Hopefully. <laughs> so someday you can uh, you can uh, wear the pants in the family. Yeah, maybe. I you know I've I don't, I've never other than the after the main show just shooting the shit with Rory. I've actually never done a podcast with Rory, so that'll be interesting if his wife ever lets him. You know, I wonder if she's got his nuts in a jar and if ever just like shows him, jiggle him around, like, hey, this is what this is what you gave up. <laughs> I'll have to make sure Rory gets this episode. <laughs> so it's just you and I. So without Max. This would be a 10 minute show, so we can pad it out just a little bit if you want to. Want to talk a little baseball? Uh, yeah, let's talk some baseball. They're damn fucking degenerates in the book club. All caps, ring that damn bell again. So, Philly, Philly's won. They go up two games to one. Um, going today, and we, we were talking a little pre show. You, you think the Padres, it's, it's full panic mode. This might be over. Um, not so sure i think the padres got the pitching advantage with clevenger on the mound going against falter for the phillies i think they can get this to two to two today then they get their home field back they can go back to san diego for at least one more um but this is it this is the series because if, if the fathers lose this one they're not coming back it's over I, I i think as far as the series goes i think i think the padres are in real trouble i think uh i don't think philadelphia is going to outlast them Overall, I think they just can't match up those bats. No, right? the they Phillies can't. just keep coming with that lineup. They do. They just keep coming. And we were talking, uh, looking at the futures just to win the series. Um, it's right now. It's uh, Padres plus one eighty five. Phillies minus two and a quarter. But in the American League, it's the Astros minus seven hundred and the Yankees plus five hundred. So the Yankees are the worst shaped team right now in baseball. Uh, they are, and you know they're down. Two to nothing. They're at home. Got Garrett Cole on the mound. You think, okay, this is Garrett Cole. We got it's a winnable game, but the Astros just keep coming, right? With their hitting and their pitching, they're going to throw Christian Javier. And I, I know we we talk about Verlander being the ace, but shit, you could just name any one of those guys that they throw out there, and you feel really confident in their ability to to go six, seven innings. The bullpen's deep. The hitting. I mean, Jordan Alvarez has been on fire. Like this Astros team, maybe just what's the World Series um, price right now? Because it's not going to get any cheaper. Maybe jump on the Astros to win the World Series <laughs> yeah. right now. It won't uh, to win outright. The Astros are minus one forty to win the whole thing. <laughs> it's only going to get worse. <laughs> uh, Phillies are plus two sixty. I don't know if you see any value there. Padres plus six hundred. I mean, the Phillies—they're scrappy, right? I, I don't think they match up, particularly on the pitching side with the Astros. But that hitting—it's—it's it's just kind of scrappy, and they all they got to do is hit a couple long balls, and they're right there. Um, if, if in fact it is the Phillies and the Astros, which I think it will be, uh, I think the Phillies get one, maybe two, but Ooh. they're not getting four. No, I, I don't see anybody be beating Houston right now. Holy cow. The Astros are next level. 
Oh, it'd have been nice to see one of those 100-win teams survive to stand up to the Astros, but what are you going to do? <laughs> Redu- reduce the regular season and put them all in the playoffs. All right. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's get to work. Let's get to work here. NFL Week 7. We're looking at the Sunday games. You said it's a very, very bettable day. You were having a hard time not betting all the games. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. No, I said this week sucks is what I said. I, in all honesty, I think I only really wanted to bet two, but the degenerates... Gotta give the people what they want. So we're gonna start off with uh I think what's perceived to be like one of my homer teams now. Cincinnati Bengals are at home and I've kind of been beating the drum that there's nothing wrong with this team. It's not really a luck factor thing. They're just doing the same thing they did last year, and they're kind of finding ways to lose games that they had won, but they've won three of their last four against decent competition. The one loss was to Baltimore, could have won that game. That's almost like an insult to lose to Baltimore because they just try to find ways to to lose games. Uh, But Atlanta, this is a team that preseason none of us liked. Damn near hated. I think there were some uh, bets on worst record in the league, and there's just no way it's going to happen. They're three and three. They've won three of their last four. They were 10-point dogs to Tampa Bay just two weeks ago and only lost by six beat san francisco they beat san francisco so bad that san francisco said shit we better go get christian mccaffrey full panic mode here um trade away our future for christian mccaffrey as much as i didn't like the falcons you know preseason this is a scrappy team this is not as bad a team as i think we thought they were going to be they're running the ball pretty effectively 165 yards on the ground the defense isn't exactly stout um and, and I think they lose this game. I think they keep it within six and a half. All their games are close. All the Bengals games are close. This is probably a field goal game. So I'll take the six and a half on those Falcons. I think you're probably on the right side there. I think I think it's too many points. Too many points for the uh, for the Bengals to cover. I'm not betting it uh, at the spread. Although I'm pretty sure you're on the right side. I, maybe you want to risk a money line play here. Just sprinkle that out there just to see. Um, I think there's I think I, Cincinnati does like to keep it close, like you said, and, and I think they could pop, maybe lose. I don't see a lot of value in the spread, but maybe a money line play. Maybe. All right. Next game up, we're going to look at the Giants going down to Jacksonville. Oh, man, it's plus 230. What was that? The money line for the Falcons right around plus 230. Maybe. That's all? Six and a half? That's about right for six. Oh, That's about right. 235 yeah, 240 you might be. are you still on 50 bucks oh by I'm the still way on 50 bucks. okay all right if i gotta find a rhythm there's no rhythm to this nfl season right now i just keep like i'm three and two two and three three and two just back and forth i just can't get get anything going um next game up the giants are at jacksonville the Giants seems pretty banged up. The two top wide receivers, Kadarius Tony and Kenny Galladay, are both listed as out. Three of their defensive players are listed as out, and that could be while they're listed as the underdog. Jacksonville is one and one at home. They're on the they've lost three in a row. And two of those, I mean, losing to Houston, I, I don't even know how to I don't know how to take that because I think Jacksonville is a better team than Houston. And they had that game against the Colts and let that one get away. So 
Uh, I'm not really sure what to think about Jacksonville. It's still a young team trying to find their way. But I think there's going to be an overreaction here. I think this is an overreaction with the Giants. We talk about this all the time where lines move or bets move because certain players are out. And I just think the Giants, the way they're playing, they're not flashy. Right. They're not big play, but as long as they've got Saquon Barkley, as long as they got Daniel Jones, um, and as long as they got that defense, I think the Giants can actually win this one. They're two and oh on the road. Uh, so they're you know, going into another environment does isn't really affecting them at all. Um attempted maybe to sprinkle a little bit on the money line here, but uh for this podcast purposes i'm gonna take those three points and take the giants <laughs> it's hard to argue i'm gonna jump on it with you i'm gonna put 50 bucks on the giants as well plus the three they just somehow some way keep finding ways to win it's remarkable they're not a good team i i, I forget what i said i think i said they're shit or something during the power <laughs> ranking episode they're not a good team but god damn it they just keep somehow some way finding a way to win you got to think eventually they're just going to start, you know, slipping. Eventually, uh, reality's got to catch up to them. But maybe not today. Win these winnable games. Yeah, yeah, and, and you pointed out Jacksonville's lost 3 in a row ever since Max planted his flag and told us all how crazy we were that we hated Jacksonville. You know, real quick, just diving down the the Giants rabbit hole here. After Jacksonville, they've got Seattle, winnable, Texans, winnable, Lions, winnable i mean they could be nine and one by the time they get to dallas what did arizona start off last year there's the you know they were the mirage team last year what was yeah, it were they like nine and oh eight no uh, nine and one something like that yeah they, they were red hot so this is echoes of that is, is maybe yeah and i don't think this team's any get anywhere near as good as arizona's team was last year <laughs> they do have a better coaching staff in new york Let's stick with the New York theme. Let's take a look at the Jets. They're going to go over to Denver at a mile high, take on our favorite quarterback, Russell Wilson. You know, I think we think maybe a little bit more confidently about this Jets team. We like the way this offense is playing. We like this way this defense is playing. Um, they're 3-0 and on the road. So they played half their games on the road. They actually have a better road record than they do at home record. They're going against a Denver team that not only has lost three in a row, but this team just, just can't score. Like The whole quarter of a billion dollars on Russell Wilson thing, let Russ cook, is not working out. Their last two games have gone to overtime. They've lost both of those. Um, going against a Jets team that has the ability to put up some offensive numbers. Uh, they're running the ball really well behind Brees Hall and you know Zach Wilson. or Jack, I don't think it matters who the quarterback is. This offense is just plug and play, and they're gone. Um, the other thing that maybe pops up here is Russell Wilson. List is questionable. He's going to play, but uh, I think he had, had screwed up his hand maybe a little bit in that last game. But I, I just can't get away from this Jets team, and it's, it's maybe more of an, an indictment on Denver, a fade of Denver. I don't like this Broncos team. I'm still trying to figure out what the hell Vegas was thinking at the beginning of the season. I guess they kind of look like geniuses, right, because Denver is a game better than Vegas, <laughs> the Raiders. That's true. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> but for this game, listen, I think the Jets win it outright. I don't need that one stupid point. We will money line this one at plus 100, put 50 bucks on the Jets. All right, plus 100, gotcha for the it's it's an interesting matchup here. I I I, I don't know even how to say it. I'm just going to take Denver. <laughs> I'm taking Denver minus the one. I I, I uh, the Jets traveling to Mile High. 
that's a tough that's a tough ask. It's an afternoon game, right? Too so yeah, the, yeah, it's a little bit later for the Jets clock. Man, I think Denver's gonna s- surprise everybody. I'm gonna take the Broncos minus a point. It, it would be a surprise because we haven't seen anything out of this team all season. No, 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 they <laughs> that's not any good at all. No, they're really not. They're really not. Do you think they can get correct, or you think it's just, this is season's over already for them? Uh, I think the season's over. Can they get correct while they're under that outrageous contract? Now we shit on on Russ, but I think they maybe have some coaching problems too. There's not a very aggressive offensive game plan. Um, they don't use their running game very well. They need to get up maybe another wide receiver. They need to replace Noah Font um, and maybe just a more aggressive play caller because, you know, you watch Russ play and you watch the play calling, and you're like, they're, they're not even really attempting to throw the ball down the field. And a lot of that has to do with that piss poor offensive line. So they've got a lot of, lot of offensive issues. Um, so I think, yes, I think this year is done, but they can correct it through the draft and free agency and what have you. How much of that is Pete Carroll was able to coach or play call to Russ's strengths? Do we forget how short Russ is? He's a he's a little dude. He's a little dude. Yeah, yeah, he's he's the little, but he's also he's also elusive, right? He's not afraid to get out of the pocket. He's very smart. I will say that about Russell Wilson. He's very smart. So he's not like some of these other guys that as soon as they get out of the pocket, it's take off and run. He'll still stick with watching his receivers get the ball down the field. Um, but I just don't feel like his receivers go down the field. <laughs> you know, it's like if if Russ breaks the pocket, hey, break for the end zone, make make a move here. And and I don't, I'm not seeing that out of these guys. And he's getting short runs or getting taken down by behind the line of scrimmage and this is a learning curve it's a complete different style of quarterback play than the broncos have had and i mean shit ever really yeah yeah and also you know we we don't ever talk about it but also russ's strengths do not um they're not helped by the new defenses that everyone's running the too high cover shell which you know prevents the deep ball uh, no, and then, yeah. then maybe that could be why they're not going deep. I don't know, but mm-hmm. it just seems like they're not even attempting push a guy deep, push those safeties back, and then open up the middle of the field. But without a guy like a Noah Font or a, a legitimate tight end, you really don't have anybody over the middle to throw to. So, like I said, the offensive line isn't giving him a lot of time to throw either. So, it's so many problems, and we just keep shitting on Russ because you gotta have somebody to blame. Yeah, yeah, but it's really more of a it's really more of a soup of failure than yeah, it, it really is <laughs> a single ingredient. All right, what what else you got? Uh, next game up, let's take a look at the Battle of the Browns, the original Cleveland Browns, now called the Baltimore Ravens, the new Cleveland Browns in Baltimore. Um, Baltimore. Okay, so the Baltimore Ravens. Here's my take. I know every Wednesday when we do the DGen score have them ranked and i have them ranked higher than you or max i don't even think you even ranked them at all this this week um i think this team can be as explosive as anybody in the nfl defense has played markedly better in their last three games and yet now they've still found a way to lose two of those games they could have beaten buffalo could have beaten the giants and it's just they're one of those teams and i know i shit on uh, harbaugh a lot but it's like they just find ways to lose. I think they're way better than their three and three record. Their one and two record at home, going against a Cleveland team that I 
don't think is as good as their two and four record. Maybe that changes when um, Deshaun Watson starts playing, but he's still five weeks away. They've lost three in a row. Absolutely got smacked in the face by the Patriots. Uh, I don't think they're a good team, but somehow they keep keep games close. The New England game aside, lost to the Chargers by two, lost to the Falcons by three, lost to the Jets by one. And so their ability to keep games close, Baltimore's ability to find ways to lose, um, not to mention they've got running back issues. J.K. Dobbins is out for at least a month. Gus Edwards is on his way back, but might not play this week. Um, Mark Andrews is turned up questionable on on the uh, injury report. Marcus Peters is listed as questionable on the injury report. There's so many things going wrong with what I think is a good Baltimore team that even though I think the Ravens win, I don't know if they cover this six and a half. So I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns Mm. Uh, with those six and a half for 50 bucks not a game i'm gonna bet uh divisional games we talked about it all the time are weird and uh i'm gonna lean baltimore here minus the six and a half i i don't think i'm gonna bet it on sunday in the book club but yeah you know we'll see one more game last game up for me it is the fox special the prime well the afternoon main game if you will kansas city chiefs Going to go to the Bay Area, take on San Francisco and the new fighting Christian McCaffrey's. I don't know if Christian McCaffrey is a, I'm not sure how all this works. When you go from one team to another, is it just a seamless transition? You know what the play is and everything mm. that that cookie cutter and he just plays pretty snaps or whatever. I'm not sure how that works, but um, I expect the Kansas City Chiefs, after that tough loss at home to Buffalo to rebound. I don't see them losing two in a row. That shit show that San Francisco did against Atlanta just had me scratch. I thought I knew who the 49ers were, but that one really kind of an eye opener. I was like, really? That that was it? Two and oh at home, but they beat Seattle and they beat the Rams. I don't know how to quantify those wins because I don't think much of the Rams. I probably think more of the Seahawks than I do the Rams, honestly. Um, But I think Kansas City is going to be a real good test. Strength versus strength. Kansas City's offense against that 49er defense. Um, But I think with a just a one-point line, a a toss-up here, I think uh, Kansas City can go in there and and walk away with this one. So I'll lay that one point on Kansas City and put 50 bucks on the Chiefs. Weird line, huh? The one and a half. You never know what to make of a one, one and a half game. It's just so stinky. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to bet San Francisco minus the one. I think they rebound after a tough loss after an embarrassing loss. Uh, I don't know what to make of Kansas City. I have I feel that they're in trouble. Kansas City might be what? What are they? Four and two right now? Might be four and three. Hmm. Well, but, but we also did say the Chiefs had like I think it was far and away the hardest schedule. It, it just doesn't get any easier. The Buffalo game was a losable game. This is a losable game. That losing that damn Colts game is the one that really stands out because that they weren't supposed to lose that one. You did. You thought they, you thought they were supposed to lose it. I think the rest of the betting world didn't think they were supposed to lose that game. So, That's true. Um, they're going to take on some few a few more losses just because of the the strength of schedule. But that division. In the Raiders suck, the Broncos suck, and the Chargers seem to like not know if they want to win or not win. So they might still win that division by default. Yeah, maybe so. It's it's not a bleak situation. Even if they lose, they can still turn this around. Just Absolutely. need to get hot by the time the playoffs come around. Well, that's it for me. What do you got? Let's take a let's take a slight breather here. Just uh, we'll insert an ad here. It's an automated ad, so uh, advertisers look at who you are. 
you know, male, female, your age, because your cell phones tell them all that shit because they tell them everything. You know, they're either telling the FBI what you're doing or they're telling the advertisers who you are. And based on that, you're going to hear a commercial. Maybe. Let's find out. Let's see how valuable you are to, to Madison Avenue. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right. DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, Anywhere, use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. All right, we are back now. Now we can go. I just had to make a timestamp note there. Okay, uh, let's scroll up a bit to Tampa Bay, Carolina. We talked about it. I know Carolina is decimated. I know they're in full tank mode, but 13 and a half points is too many points. The only caveat I have, the only, the only, the only thought that keeps me from saying like, you know, two feet jump hundred percent into this is that Tampa Bay is desperately looking to get correct. So maybe they need a whipping boy. Maybe they need somebody to beat on just so they can feel good again, but I'm still going to do it. 13 and a half is too many points. Give me Carolina plus 13 and a half, 50 bucks. Generally speaking, 13 and a half is way too many, but this is a Panthers team that sucks. They're one in five, one in three at home. They've lost their last three in a row, four of their last five. Of those three in a row, they lost to the Rams by 14, they lost to San Francisco by 22, and <laughs> lost to Arizona by 10. So a double-digit loss um, by these Panthers to the Bucks is certainly not out of the question. The Buccaneers need to do something to, to get right. They've lost three out of the last four themselves, and that loss to the Steelers last week, I mean, that one really stuck out to me. because I don't think much of the Pittsburgh Steelers at all, and they lost that game. Um, I, I think Tampa Bay wins this game, but I don't have any confidence. They are literally just a 20-point team, so Carolina just needs to score one touchdown, and this might be like a 20-7 to game. Um, I'll lean – the the Panthers, but I don't have any confidence in either one of these teams. We need uh, Baker to come in in the fourth quarter and give us a backdoor cover. Just play lights out. Give everybody, everybody false hope. That's what that's what needs to happen. Scrolling for my other game. Where is it? Everything. There we go. Detroit is going to Dallas. <sighs> <laughs> I'm not super high on either of these teams i guess i like dallas a bit more they're a little bit higher in my power rank but honestly the power rank does not factor into a whole lot of what i do here when we bet the games uh with that being said it doesn't happen often i'm taking a favorite i like the dallas cowboys minus six and a half at home 50 bucks let's go boys 
Oh, man, so many questions here. Let's start with the Lions. They've had two weeks to prepare for this game after that absolute ass whooping to the New England Patriots, which nobody could have saw that coming. Maybe you saw the loss coming, but this was the highest scoring offense in the league going into that game. And they put up a goose egg. Now you're going against a Dallas team that is equal to the task on the defensive side of the ball. This defense for the Cowboys is really, really good. Now you throw in the question with the Cowboys. Dak Prescott's back. What does that mean? Does McCarthy fuck with an offense that's actually been really, really successful this season? Does he open it up? Do they air it out? Like, there's so many d- scary questions for Dallas. Sometimes I think they outcoach themselves or outthink themselves. Dallas is clearly the better team. I'd like to think Jared Goff and company rebound with two weeks to prepare. Um, Six and a half, man, if it was like seven and a half, I might be jumping on Detroit. But the six and a half, I do think Dallas does cover this. So uh, just a lean on the Cowboys for me. Okay. All right. We're going to go down to the bottom. Primetime game. Usually I'm going to wait. In the book club on Sunday, I'm going to tell everybody we're going to wait and see where this line goes. Because this one can fluctuate a bit before kickoff. But as of right now, the way it's sitting, it's Pittsburgh, Miami. Miami's minus seven at home. Pittsburgh's plus seven and a half. I like the Steelers, man. I like the Steelers with that hook an awful, awful lot. Uh, Somehow, I think the Steelers will bumble their way into covering this game, not winning the game. So give me Pittsburgh for 50 bucks. Another one full of storylines. So first off, uh, Miami's coming off three straight losses. Tua got bounced in that Thursday night Cincinnati game, and uh, they've not looked offensively very good with his replacement. So Tua is back this week. That I mean, it's got to make Tyree <laughs> that make Tyree Kill happy. We, you know, we got to laugh, but everybody's we were questions about Tua last year, but like right now. It's hard to doubt that this guy is their guy. This mm-hmm. is their franchise. He's He's been everything you could ask for when he's on the field. Um, and then the other thing when we talk about the Steelers, A, I hate this team. Quarterback play, I don't think it matters if it's Trubisky, if it's Pickett. Six of one. Burger, doesn't yeah. fucking matter. Uh, it could be Mad Max. It doesn't matter. This The offensive coordinator clearly doesn't know what he's doing. That win last week against Tampa Bay, I think, was more of an indictment on the Buccaneers than a celebration that the Steelers are back. But the other thing that, that really kind of stands out for me in this game, Brian Flores is an assistant coach, a deep, uh, linebackers coach for the Steelers. Uh, so do the Steelers care? Maybe not. Do the Dolphins care? Maybe so. The way he shit on Tua last year, I can see Miami having a little bit of a chip on their shoulder here and maybe want to try and run this up. So um, I like the Dolphins. Uh, I'd like to get it the, right there at the seven. The seven and a half is what I'm seeing, so I was off of it. But uh, I'm looking at the Dolphins here. All right. Let's see. Let's see here. That's all of the picks I had. There's no real comments today. It's Saturday morning, right? Uh, Dad King said UFC in an hour exclamation point double exclamation point. So yeah, um, man, Dad King posted quite a write up uh, for the uh, UFC. So if you were in the book club, you would have got that. It was good stuff. Let's see here. What do we talk about today? We talked about Rory growing a pair. We talked about <laughs> baseball. Are the Padres in bad shape? I think they're in really bad shape. I'd like to know what you guys think. And uh, looks like it's Houston's year again. And, of course, we talked about NFL Week 7, the Sunday games. Panther and I bet every single one we liked. We didn't touch that Indianapolis-Tennessee game for some reason. Hmm. Panther, that's it. Plenty of reasons. All right, well, you and I agreed on a game, did we not? Was it the Giants? The Giants. 
Okay, so we'll throw that one in the parlay. Now give me one of those that you like with a Stone Cold Lock. Um, Denver minus one. Like the Denver minus one, and I, I'm gonna go with the Falcons. Even though I like my my uh, Cincinnati Bengals, I think the Falcons keep that close. So the Falcons with the six and a half. Put them with the G-Men and the Broncos. That is your degenerate parlay for this NFL weekend. We are hanging out on Facebook. We are on Twitter, but mostly, almost exclusively, it is the book club. That's where you can come in and shoot the shit and call us out by name. We'll be sure to holler right back. But most importantly, you let us know what you did last week, what you did yesterday, what you're doing this weekend. And when it's all said and done, kids, it's all make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.